This is Diane Horn, your host on the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM by mobile app and on the web at kexp.org. My guest this morning is Rebecca Ponzio, Climate and Fossil Fuel Program Director for Washington Environmental Council. Washington Environmental Council is a member of the Environmental Priorities Coalition, a network of over 20 leading environmental groups in Washington State that influence policy at the state level. Rebecca Ponzio is here to tell us about priorities for environmental legislation in the 2019 Washington State Legislative Session, which begins on January the 14th. Welcome, Rebecca. Nice to have you back. Thank you for having me. Would you like to begin by saying a few words about the Environmental Priorities Coalition? Yes, and thank you so much for having the segment focused on the Environmental Priorities Coalition in the upcoming legislative session. 2019 is a really important session to take action for the environment, and we're excited to talk today. The Environmental Priorities Coalition is a group of over 20 organizations, environmental organizations that have come together for the past 15 or so years to identify common priorities ahead of the legislative session in order to work together to pass those priorities. This year, we have four priorities to focus on. Before we focus on the environmental priorities for 2019, how favorable is the political climate for environmental legislation likely to be in the 2019 Washington State Legislative Session? Well, the environment was an issue that many of the candidates ran on this past election season, and we're really excited to have a group of new legislators coming in alongside some very important environmental champions who are making it their focus for the environment. So we're hopeful to take the important action that's needed this coming session. Before we go into more depth, would you give an overview or list the four priorities chosen for the 2019 session? Sure. It is always hard to identify just a couple priorities each session because there are so many things happening in our state needs to take a bunch of action to protect the environment. But this year, for 2019, we have four priorities. The first one is reducing plastic pollution, which is eliminating thin plastic bags from our system across the state. The second one is ORCA emergency response, which is dealing with the urgent need to protect the ORCA population here in the Salish Sea. And so that includes vessel traffic and habitat restoration around Chinook recovery along with preventing toxic pollution. The third priority is passing a 100% clean bill for our electricity system. And the last one is an oil spill prevention priority. Why was 100% clean energy chosen as an environmental priority this year? The 100% clean priority is focused on cleaning up our electricity system and making sure that we have clean and renewable energy sources to power our businesses and our homes, power our transportation system. And we wanted to make this a priority coming out of the 2018 session where this issue was very much in play. And it was really one of those unfinished items at the end of the 2018 legislative session. So by identifying it as an environmental parties coalition, it lifts it up as a top priority to take action. Could you give just a little bit of background about what Washington State has done in the past to promote clean energy through the legislative process? Yeah, so Washington State has a long history of clean and renewable energy. We rely primarily on hydropower for our electricity system, and 
actually the people passed a ballot initiative 937 to adopt energy conservation standards and increase renewable energy through our electricity system. That is now going to flatline, though, in 2020, which is why, in part, it's important to adopt a new standard and push the utilities to incorporate more clean and renewable energy into the system. So that we're kind of adding to the success at the ballot initiative on 937 to work on 100% clean electricity. What specific legislation is being considered under the 100% clean energy priority? So the 100% clean priority, the policy details are still very much in play, but there are a few key pillars of that. One is establishing, having fossil-free and clean and renewable energy for all our electricity needs by 2045. That's the end goal. Another important pillar is establishing very strong interim targets in order to get there. So making sure that by 2030, for example, the utilities are on track to remove fossil fuels from their system to generate electricity and instead replacing the fossil fuels as coal is getting out of the system, for example, not replace it with gas, but instead replace it with clean and renewable energy. That's a second key pillar. A third key pillar is making our electricity system more affordable and equitable for communities across Washington state. And a fourth pillar is increasing the tools available and really required for the utilities to increase energy efficiency and make sure that we're using our energy in the best way possible. What are some of the ideas being considered around the affordable energy piece of that? So this is very much in play. Like I said, all the policy pieces are in play and we will be navigating that throughout session. But a key component of the affordability is requiring that the utilities take into account more of a equitable lens as they adopt new, invest in new energy, new renewable and clean energy, where that energy is cited, those energy generating facilities are cited, what type of energy is being considered, and how the cost is held by all of the people within their service network. And so this policy is working to push forward to make sure that as you adopt the clean and and renewable energy sources, the cost does not increase. It does not have a unique impact on particularly vulnerable communities, low-income communities, but is distributed across Washington. And again, the siting of the clean and renewable energy sources is really important because many of those, for example, the gas plants are in lower income or more vulnerable communities. And so it's important to invest in those communities and make sure that they're not shouldering the burden of those kind of dirty energy systems. In last year's session, there was a low carbon fuel bill put forward. Is it likely that will be reintroduced in this session? Yes, it will be. It is not a capital P Environmental Priorities Coalition priority, but breaking the monopoly of the fossil fuel industry in our transportation system by passing a clean fuel standard is very important for the overall mix of climate policies that we need to adopt here in Washington state. 
So a clean fuel standard very likely will be introduced. And actually right now, the Puget Sound Clean Air Agency at a regional scale is considering adopting a clean fuel standard as well, which is an interesting dynamic. So you have a a regional body as well as the legislature considering the clean fuel standard policy. Could you say a little bit more about clean fuel standards and how they work? Yeah, so this is a market-based process. The key thing is requiring fuels that meet a certain threshold to get cleaner fuels into our system. So that is incentivizing electrification. It's incentivizing biofuels and other types of fuels that are not fossil-based. And the details of how it would be implemented and kind of over which time period will still need to be worked out. The important thing is to start the process and make sure that both at the Puget Sound Clean Air Agency level and the legislature that they're seriously considering this as an important option. We are currently the only West Coast state that does not have a clean fuel standard, and we're already seeing the great benefits in California and Oregon as they actually are receiving less dirty fuels and seeing the incentives play out for electrification and just a cleaner transportation grid. I'm Diane Horn, and my guest is Rebecca Ponzio, Climate and Fossil Fuel Program Director for Washington Environmental Council. Our topic is environmental legislation in the 2019 Washington State Legislative Session. And you are tuned to the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM, by mobile app, and on the web at kexp.org. Will a price on carbon be considered in the legislature? So we know that we need to generate more revenue to invest in our clean energy economy. And putting a price on carbon is an important policy that we need to put in place. It is likely to be in play in one way or another in 2019, in the 2019 legislative session, but that's not been defined yet. So I'll just say that There's a general acknowledgement that we need that revenue, that we need to think about the suite of policy that we need to take climate action. Putting a price on carbon is one of them. Who will likely be in favor of the clean energy legislation and who against? Well, in favor will be our environmental champions. Many of the people who, like I said earlier, who were elected ran in part on the environment. So I'm really excited for that incoming class to do their good work. The folks opposed will be the oil industry. You know, unfortunately, we saw that play out at the ballot this last election with Initiative 1631, $31 million put in by out-of-state oil industry to stop that initiative. And I'm really happy to say that the 1631 coalition was the most diverse coalition in Washington state. We reached so many people in that process and that diversity and the power of that initiative and the work that we all have been doing collectively to move climate forward represents the interests and all the folks who are wanting to take action. How likely are the clean energy proposals likely to pass in your view? I do not have my crystal ball. I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a commitment. The governor has voiced strong commitment to taking action. Like I said, many of the legislators have voiced strong commitment. The diverse coalition coming out of 1631 represents people across Washington wanting action. So I am hopeful 
that as the legislative session unfolds, we will be seeing progress and we will certainly be working hard to make that progress happen. Let's move on now to the oil spill priority. Would you remind us of the concerns about oil spills in Puget Sound? Yeah, certainly. And let me just start by saying that I think of the 100% clean, removing fossil fuels from our electricity system and advancing oil spill prevention measures as two sides of the same coin. Our state is seeing the impacts of fossil fuels, not just, you know, from the climate reports that we see or the forest fires or the fish kills, but we're also seeing it in public health and, you know, the uncertain job future of all these industries based on the fossil fuels. So the, you know, 100% clean is removing that and moving forward to clean and renewable energy. And we also have this urgent need to address ongoing threats to the Salish Sea and all of our communities from the spill of oil. We have over 20 billion gallons of oil coming through our state every single year. They're coming in by pipeline, by vessel, and by trains. And we have been working for many, many years to strengthen the spill prevention and preparedness tools at the state level, and there's still work to do. And this year, actually in 2018, we were successful in passing a set of protection measures, including closing a tax loophole on the oil industry, prioritizing key spill prevention measures for those heavy sinking oils that we keep seeing. We call them tar sands. They're from Alberta, and we're we're seeing a lot more of them. And the focus for 2019 is more on addressing the risk to our waterways in the Salish Sea and the Outer Coast. So there are three pieces to that bill. The first piece is addressing Right now, we're seeing more and more underregulated vessels carrying heavy tar sands and heavy oils through the Salish Sea. They're called barges and smaller tankers that just do not have the same protection measures that these larger tankers have. And so this bill would put those protection measures like tug escorts and possibly pilots on those barges and smaller tankers. The second component to the bill is addressing the acute risk to the San Juans by providing an emergency response system there. And lastly, the Trump administration is really focused on increasing offshore drilling and increasing the amount of oil coming through our region. And so this bill would shore up protections against offshore drilling, including the servicing of offshore drilling rigs at the ports and other facilities. What are the politics going to be like for the oil spill prevention legislation? Well, right now, I mentioned at the top that one of the priorities is ORCA emergency response. And there's an acute acknowledgement and recognition that the ORCAs need urgent, urgent protection measures and urgent action. And one of the political realities is that we need to do everything that it takes to help orcas. And one of those pieces is making sure that there is not a catastrophic oil spill. And so the orca task force did a lot of hard work evaluating a long list of things to do and addressing the oil spill risk is one of those. And 
that's an important piece that we know from Exxon Valdez spill as well as other catastrophic spills that it really only takes one to put at risk and perhaps unfortunately kill an entire population of orcas should there be a spill. So we want to make sure that we take action for all the suite of items for habitat protection, salmon recovery, vessel noise, but also deal with the oil spill piece. Who is likely to be foreign against the legislation you just spoke of? You know, unfortunately, it often comes down to a fight with the oil industry. So they are the ones opposed to taking action. They are the ones who continually put us at risk of this threat. And those in favor, it is uniformly recognized that the Puget Sound, Salish Sea, our orcas and the communities that rely on um, a healthy Puget Sound and Salish Sea, they value the Puget Sound. They do not want an oil spill. Those are the communities that are in support of taking action. Do you have a prediction as to how the legislation will turn out? Will it pass? I am hopeful, just like with 100% clean and uh, clean fuel standard and these other important policies, that this will pass. The Department of Ecology analyzed the top remaining needs for preventing oil spills for vessels and establishing tug escorts on barges in the right way. And that's, you know, there's a lot of conversation about what the right way is. But in the right way, in the right locations, that was a top priority identified through the Department of Ecology analysis. And so I'm I'm hopeful that given the level of information and the level of importance of the Puget Sound and Salish Sea, that we will be successful. You are tuned to the sustainability segment of Mind Over Matters on KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM by mobile app and on the web at kexp.org. I'm Diane Horn, and my guest is Rebecca Ponzio, Climate and Fossil Fuel Program Director for Washington Environmental Council. Our topic is environmental legislation in the 2019 Washington State Legislative Session. What do you see as the key challenges overall for environmental legislation in the 2019 session? I think that a key challenge is that Washington State and the legislators and all of our elected officials are balancing a lot of different issues. We, of course, have a huge homelessness crisis here. We have a health care crisis here. The list is long, and having a healthy and vibrant Washington state is a complicated process, and the legislators have an important and a difficult job to do. So I fundamentally see the environment as a key component of having a healthy and vibrant Washington. I think many of the legislators, many of the elect officials also see that, but it's of course always a balancing act of the cost of these policies and what it takes and the sense that we need urgent action, but it takes a while to put in place urgent action, unfortunately. So it's a process to move all these forward. But again, I'm confident that we will be successful in 2019. How is the state budget likely to influence environmental legislation? We will know more and more as the legislative session comes near, but the budget always is an influencer for all the policies across all issues. And the Oil Spill Prevention Act, for example, will cost money. And so it's that said, I think it's important to keep in mind that 
environmental programs don't just cost money. What they do is they generate jobs and they sustain communities and they maintain industries. So we're talking about making sure that the outdoor industry remains vibrant. We're talking about making sure that there remains salmon and a fishing industry. The issues around climate change and the risk of fossil fuels puts all of that at risk. The climate change and fossil fuels are making our ski resorts not as viable anymore because there's less snow. It's making fish kills more common because they're warmer waters. It's putting our outdoor and our tourism industry at risk. So when thinking about the budget, you know, it's a, it's an investment in programs that actually have such a multiplier effect for our state that it's important to invest in them. Is there any additional environmental legislation in the 2019 session you'd like to mention? There will be a lot at play on the climate front. So in addition to the Environmental Parties Coalition priority around 100% clean, we also talked about the clean fuel standard. There will be a set of policies around building efficiencies and getting fossil fuels, again, out of our buildings and making sure that both the new buildings as well as the existing buildings are as efficient as possible. That'll be an important one. So how can listeners get involved? It would be great to look at our website, wecprotects.org, email us, and we can get you involved throughout session and ahead of session and after session. There are a lot of different opportunities to contact your legislators, come down to Olympia if you're able to meet with legislators, come to a hearing. It's also very important that everyone across Washington feels their role in communicating what are the priorities that they have to their elected officials. And Washington Environmental Council is a good venue or good avenue towards that type of engagement. Well, what's the message you'd like to leave our listeners with? 2019 is an important legislative session to take action, and your voice is a critical part of making sure that that happens. So please get engaged. Well, thanks so much for being here, Rebecca. Thank you. You are just listening to Rebecca Ponzio, Climate and Fossil Fuel Program Director for Washington Environmental Council. For more information, check on the web at wecprotects.org. Sustainability segment interviews are available as podcasts along with KEXP's music podcasts. Go to the podcast section of KEXP's website at kexp.org. I'm Diane Horn. Thanks for listening on listener-powered 90.3 FM by mobile app and at kexp.org.